Hello, world. You are listening to Townley Money Basics, the podcast that helps you improve your financial knowledge. I am your host, Sean Townley. Welcome, world, to Townley Money Basics, the show that takes this big concept we call money and breaks it down into itty-bitty pieces so I can understand it better and maybe you can too. Today, we're going to talk about credit cards. A credit card is an account that is basically an ongoing loan issued by a bank. You have a credit limit. You can spend against that credit limit, but the card must be paid off at some point. And the more you have on the card, the less you have to spend going forward. If you carry a balance from one month to the next, you have to pay interest on that amount. So let's break that down a little bit. It's not like a debit card. So you may have a debit card in your wallet and you may have a credit card. A debit card uses your bank account and draws money from your bank account. So the money is taken away pretty instantly as soon as you swipe it. Whereas a credit card, you're using their credit, you're using their money. So it's a little bit different than a debit card. I know some people interact, you know, interchange those, but they're not the same thing. Debit card goes against your bank account. Credit card goes against another account, uh, an account that you're getting credit for, as it's kind of explained there. Interest will be charged in the amount if it's not paid off during the grace period. Typically, when you use a card, you have so many days before that bill cuts and you have a grace period to pay it before you have to start paying interest on the amount that you borrowed. Now, the credit cards are hoping that you don't always pay it off, maybe even pay the minimum balance. That's how they're going to make additional money. They make money off the merchants as well. So every time you use your card, that, that they charge a percentage of that transaction to the merchant. A lot of times the merchant will go ahead and pass that on to you, but it's, it's always going to be in the price. It's not going to be an addition to. So just be mindful of that as well. So the credit cards, they basically make their money by charging the merchant you know, to, to use their card because they're offering them credit. And then they charge you interest if you don't pay off your balances in a timely manner. So there's different types of interest rates on a credit card. There's the standard rate. This is the normal monthly rate if you don't pay your balance in full. So normally when you get a credit card, there'll be an annual percentage rate that you're going to pay. And a lot of times these can be shockingly high. And even if you have good credit, you know, you can lower that rate, certainly with a better FICO score. But... At the end of the day, it's going to be higher interest because it's it's kind of like signature debt, right? There's really nothing that they're going to be able to leverage against you other than your signature, basically. You know, the other types of rates are balance transfer. So if you take some debt that you have from another card or another loan or something and you transfer that, they may sometimes charge you an interest rate for that, a special interest rate. A lot of times it'll be zero for like six months. You know, they'll give you an opportunity to pay down on that debt without having to pay additional. So if you have a credit card that has an high interest rate and you find a new credit card and they have a balance transfer offer and it's a 0% or a very low percent, there's an opportunity for you to move your balance over to that card. <clears throat> now be mindful that sometimes there's a fee involved with that and we'll talk about that in just a moment, but the balance transfer rate is usually a special rate that's for a short amount of time. So just understand that, that that rate is there and it has to be used specifically for balance transfers. So bringing debt to that card and you just need to lo- know how long you're going to be able to take advantage of that preferred rate. There's also a cash advance rate. So some credit cards will allow you to take cash directly from the card, kind of like your ATM card, except for you're taking off the credit card, but they're going to charge probably a higher interest rate to do that. It's usually higher than your average rate. So don't think that if you spend it on a good or a service that it's going to be the same rate is if you take direct cash. Usually when you take cash, it's going to be more expensive. So when you look at your agreement, you need to see what that rate's going to be going forward. Sometimes you also get 
a penalty rate. So if for some reason you forget to pay your credit card, there may be a rate in your agreement that says that if you miss it, say your standard rate was 15%. If you miss it, it may go to 25%. So that's a penalty. So that just be mindful of that because if you miss a, a payment, they, ha- they may have a clause where it automatically jacks you up to a higher rate. And if you don't understand what's going on, then you're just paying more money in that interest than you normally would or what you think you would be. So make sure when you get into these agreements that you know you understand what you're getting into and how much different things are going to cost different. So standard rate, balance transfer rate, cash advance rate, and a penalty rate. Along with this, there's also credit card fees that you can get. So be, you'll need to be mindful of the fees that can come with your credit card. Some credit cards come with an annual fee. So that's a charged annual amount to use the card. And some of your hiring cards can do that. So that, um, you know, if you have a privilege, if it has a great reward system, it may be worth it for you to pay that annual fee. Or you may decide that, you know what, I, I'm going to take advantage of it, but it, it's not worth the actual fee for me. So be mindful if there's a, an annual fee involved with your credit card, you just need to take that in consideration because if you are getting rewards from that card, you also have to subtract the fact that it's going to cost you money on an annual basis. So you just need to do the math, as they say. Uh, there's a balance transfer fee. I talked about this a little bit earlier. So if you decide to go to a new card, and even if they're going to give you 0%, they're probably going to charge you a percentage of what it is that you're looking you know, to transfer they're going to take a percentage of that and charge a fee for that. That's a one-time fee and it's the cost of doing business and moving that money. You know, they're going to, they're going to take an opportunity to make money at that time. So even if you see a 0% balance transfer rate, there may be a fee involved with that. So make sure you're paying attention to those special promotions as they come up. Next is a cash advance fee. So as we were talking before, normally there's a higher rate for you to take cash off of a card. There also may be a one-time fee, and typically this is going to be a percentage of however much money you're going to take out. So if you're going to take out, say, $1,000, if there's a 3% fee, one-time fee, they're going to automatically get, what, uh, you know, 30 bucks off of you. So just be mindful that in addition to paying a higher rate, you're also going to have to pay a fee for the privilege of taking cash off of the card itself. Another kind of fee is a foreign transaction fee. So if you travel outside the country and they don't deal with American dollars, if you're from the United States, if you're not dealing with dollars, you go to euros or any other currency, there is normally a fee for you to conduct business. So if you swipe your credit card, they're going to have to go in there and transfer to whatever the native coin or money is going to be. So sometimes they charge a fee to be able to do that. Now there are cards and I have one where if you, they have a foreign transaction fee where they waive it. So basically you're just getting whatever the exchange rate is and they're not charging you a fee on top of that. But if you use a normal credit card and you don't have a foreign exchange fee waiver, then just know that you're gonna get charged for every time you use that card, they're gonna charge you for doing the exchange of money going forward. So, and then a late payment fee, right? If you pay your bills late, sometimes they're gonna hit you with like maybe a $35 fee for being late. And if you do that enough, obviously it's it's a lot of money. It adds up very quickly. It is a one-time fee for you being late on your bills. So you want to make sure that you're staying on top of your statements. You understand when things are going to be paid and that you pay them on time. Because if you're not paying attention, if you just use your card willy-nilly and you're not tracking your expenses or, or fees, it can get, you can have small purchases turn into very big charges going forward. So just be mindful of that. So those are rates. 
and different fees. But the good side of credit cards is typically the rewards. So a lot of times I use credit cards to help me track my spending, but also because there's a reward with it. So the first type of reward is a cash back. This is one I'm a big fan of. So for every time you use the card, there's usually a percentage of that purchase that will be credited back to your account eventually. So in some cases, it comes on a monthly basis. It could be an annual basis. You just need to know which one is going to be working for you. And sometimes it depends on what you're buying, right? So I have some cards that'll pay me 3% cash back on gas or dining out, and then 2% on other purchases like a grocery store, and then maybe, I don't know, 1% on you know gas or something like that. So there, there might be different tiers. And then there's other cards out there. I think they'll pay a flat percentage rate for any purchase that you make. So if you want to do cash back rewards and you want to kind of figure that into your, your plan, then go for the reward that makes the most sense for you. If you like to travel a lot, there's other types. There's travel reward cards. So every time you use it, you get miles that you can use for plane tickets or other types of travel, maybe trains or, or other, or maybe even hotels. So... There are other type of travel reward cards. So if you like to travel a lot and you want to save up your miles to take nice big trips later on without having to pay so much for it, or if you fly for business, perhaps, sometimes you can rack up a lot of miles and you can get a credit card that'll help you with your goals in doing that. So that's another type of reward. So we got cash rewards, we got travel rewards, and then there's business. So, so some business cards will help you track your spending. So you don't have to sit down and stay in a spreadsheet the whole time. If you use that card to conduct all your transactions, it'll kind of do that for you in the background. And so there's a benefit there as well. Also, you can collect certain types of maybe other rewards, miles, or cash back as well. So I've, you, you sometimes maybe even see the commercials where, hey, we weren't able to give our folks benefits, but now that we have a cash reward card, you know, we take that cash and we, we buy benefits for our people. So there's lots of ways you can do that. You can invest in your company. You can buy more equipment depending on what type of business you have. So in conclusion, with credit cards, I think the main thing is you have to be disciplined. You really have to pay attention to the fine print. When you agree to sign up for a credit card, you need to know what kind of rates are going to be charged. You need to understand the fees that are going to be involved with how you use that card going forward. And you, you just really need to track those charges. If you don't track those charges, it could come back and be a very bad thing for you. Now, use correctly if you do track them and you do use them for your benefit and you get rewards back from them, you can, it can be kind of profitable, right? Not only are you using other people's money to make transactions and buy you some time so your money could sit in an account maybe that earns some interest, but you don't have to pay interest on your own. And in the meantime, you can also make a little money on top of that. You need to make these transactions anyway, might as well get them for a discount or be able to take that money and pay it right back on the card so things that you're buying are actually cheaper than what it might have been going forward. So, But make sure you track those changes. You also need to make sure you pay in full every time that you use the card. If you pay it off within the month, there won't be a charge. But if you let it linger or if you pay the minimum amounts or if you get squeezed for whatever reason, that's what your emergency fund's for, you might want to consider taking some of that out and bailing yourself out before you have to pay money on that. Now you need to make sure that you pay your emergency fund back, but this should be part of your plan, right? And then you need to, to pay in full to get the true benefit of, ever, of other people's money. So if you want to take full advantage, make sure you do everything in your power to pay on time and to make sure that you get all the rewards that you can from that card. Make sure you understand how they work, where they work, and then plan accordingly going forward. And then 
make sure you collect everything. I mean, you're entitled to it. If you're playing by the game, if you're playing the game correctly, then this could be very lucrative for you. You could you can make a little little money on the side. I mean, sometimes I make $40, $50 a month just by using my credit card to do normal purchases, like buying groceries and buying normal things, Amazon, whatever. I use, you know, I can get a little credit, you know, on the side. So make sure and make sure that you have a plan for your credit cards. You probably don't want a lot of store credit cards. You, it's not going to be worth it for you to get an instant discount to apply for a store credit card. If it's going to have an astronomical rate, typically what I do is I, I stick to a couple of basic cards, right? I have a <clears throat> an American Express, I have a Visa, I have a debit card, and then I have a, 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 a business card, basically. I, that's the only cards I use, right? So I always have backup. I only have about four cards, and I use them specifically for certain purposes, you know, the Amex is, is cash back. And if I use it in certain places, I get certain percentages cash back on it. The uh, Visa, when I travel outside the United States, it has that trans you know, foreign transaction fee waived. It also does cash back. So that's the way I enjoy it. I don't have a miles card. I've been thinking about maybe getting one of those. And as my wife and I decide to travel more, maybe we'll consider going with that. But I would keep them low and make sure those balances stay high as far as their, you know, what you can charge. Keep the balances actually low. I said that backwards but make sure that the amount that you can borrow is high. That way you keep your ratio very low, right? So the amount that you owe versus the amount of you could potentially spend. If you keep that rate low, it's going to help your FICO score as well. And maybe I'll do another episode on, on FICO score and we can talk about that a little bit more. But what do you think about it? What do you do with credit cards? How do you treat your credit cards? Do you even think about them or do you just swipe them, put them away, pay the bill when it comes in? Or do you rack up a lot of fees and rates on your cards? I'd love to hear from you. Please reach out to me. You can find me at townleytech at gmail.com. You can find me on LinkedIn or at Twitter at Sean Townley or check out my website, seantownley.com. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Townley Money Basics. Goodbye, world.